Google Meet now has a blur background feature, which is not what Zoom does, which is like, you know, the custom, what do you call it? Custom, custom backgrounds, backgrounds. Something like that. Yeah. And Google Meets' version is very bad. <laughs> I wonder if it's using the same algorithm uh, that you use on Pixels. Probably not. No, probably not. It's pretty bad. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it makes your... Usually it makes my computer like very, very slow. <laughs> I remember that uh, when... I, I don't know if this is still true, but for the longest time, even the custom backgrounds feature on Zoom, it was only available if you had a dedicated GPU. So oh, really? <laughs> my previous laptop was a 13-inch MacBook Pro, and it, it doesn't didn't have a dedicated GPU, so I couldn't use that feature. Uh, I guess you could if you had a green screen because I guess it was not as heavy on the GPU. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't know. I think given the popularity of it, I'm assuming now you can. Yeah, um, surely. Even if you don't have a GPU. Yeah. Because right now, I think only the 16-inch MacBook Pro is the only laptop, Apple laptop, that has a dedicated GPU, I think, from the current lineup. Anyway, what else? Uh, what else? Uh, what else is happening in your world? Good question. I don't know. It's been a long day. I've been like reviewing yeah. some pixel perfect designs and just like shifting Ooh. things around. Like, <laughs> yeah. We're... Are y'all closing to close to shipping something? Or you can't say. I mean, we're always close to shipping something. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. God, you're a pro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of like nudging things around, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. actually fun. I really love that kind of stuff. I know some people don't like it, but I love. Do you nudge things in. directly in Figma or do you kind of like just leave a comment and ask? To well, I have my people, you know, nudge things. No, just kidding. <laughs> I have my people. <laughs> have my people call my people. Uh, uh, <laughs> or your people call my people. Anyways. Uh, yeah. No, I... It depends, actually. A lot of the times I will just go in and fix it. Because <laughs> it's, cause it's easier. Save everyone okay. time. Uh, remember, that, remember that sandwich video? I think it was a sandwich video. Way early on, on the, you know, when Figma you know, came public. Um, and you had this person, this actor, whatever, reading a script. It was like, and I'll just move it a titch or something. I think it was titch, the word they used. <laughs> really? And that always, that has stuck with me forever. Every time I use Figma and I see someone's cursor, I'm just assuming that they're just moving this uh, just a titch. (laughs) (laughs) Which is uh, kind of scary, actually. Uh, hey, we we have a bunch of follow-up, actually. Like, a lot of items, but I think all of them we're going to go. I saw that. You've been busy. (laughs) Yeah. Most of this was just, like, as I was going, you know, I was out in a run or walking or whatever and listening to other podcasts and where people... Because, you know, after an Apple event, it feels like all of the podcasts for a brief (laughs) period in time are talking about the same thing, (laughs) including, you know, us. (laughs) So... um, so it was mostly just like listening and getting new information and then quickly putting something on notes. So it uh, turns out uh, we have a bunch of follow-up on Apple Watch Series 6. One thing is that it has the U1 chip, uh, which is like, you know, not a big thing, uh, but it's interesting to see that pretty much every Apple device has a U1 chip. And if you don't know what that is, it's like it's that dedicated chip that has, uh, it's like a better version of NFC, you know, 
where you're pointing your device. You know, how close your device is with things. And right now, the only actual real application is if you have an iPhone 11 Pro or all 11s, whatever. If you go to AirDrop, you see like a little compass thing if you move your phone around. So <laughs> literally the only feature of this chip is an animation. <laughs> um, yeah, and I feel like when they announced it for the iPhone, the marketing page will like, this will enable tons of cool new opportunities in the future <laughs> because there was literally nothing to talk about. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's ta- like agreeing on this is for um, Find My, right? Right, with the with the air tags or yeah. whatever, the tile-like device that you know, has been rumored for a while. Uh, yeah, so interesting to see, you know, like I think it's the first time I have two devices with the same chip with this you know you one chip and i'm like all right you know you know the meme like now kiss you know like okay now do something i have <laughs> like give me a cool feature i don't know yeah um so far nada so anyway but that was something i missed from the announcement it seems like AirTag is a product that we've been hearing about for so long and just yeah. apple refuses to ship it somehow <laughs> And at this point, I feel like we've we have pretty accurate, you know, if you were if it was to trust the rumors, pretty accurate renders and all. Like it's, you know, we pretty much know everything about this device, or do we? But uh, yeah, <laughs> just just ship it. I'm assuming like if they don't ship it with the new iPhone announcement, like something went wrong. You know, it's like what else could they be waiting on? I don't know. I don't know. Do you remember that tile filed? something like they filed a lawsuit against apple or something for being anti-competitive because they saw the rumors <laughs> and they were like they're about <laughs> to launch a competitor <laughs> and part of me feels like apple is like what are you talking about <laughs> i haven't launched any competitor yet <laughs> just waiting for that lawsuit to be dismissed <laughs> to be like there you go <laughs> that thing in that room with the air power um uh, still on follow up, we 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 talked about. You mentioned the fact that you know with the new blood oxygen meter sensor on the watch, like okay, that's cool. But what do I? Why do I need that? Like you know, sell it to me. Well, why is this cool? And I rewatched the event, and it's interesting that they like rewatching it. They actually were pretty clear what that thing does and why is it beneficial to you. And they even like mentioned COVID. It was like that whole script. It it felt like it was edited by a hundred lawyers, right? <laughs> yeah, three times. Yeah, because yeah, totally. they can't say. Here's the thing that they can't. They can't say this is a medical device. They can't say that this will help in any way with COVID. Uh, you know, detecting or COVID or anything. They can't say that because you know they're going to be in serious trouble if they make those claims. So they have to go around it. So we're the like blood oxygen thing in the today with covid you know things that people yeah. are more aware and like uh worried about their health and something and yeah it's still nothing changed like it's not that what we said was wrong um but i feel like you know looking back they said what they could i think and and listen like i think the same argument could be made by uh, about the ekg feature a couple of years back it's like cool i can you know have an ekg on my wrist why do i want that it's like well i mean it'll let you know something's not right and it's the same thing here and you feel like all these sensors are just they're not adding new features they're just like feeding into the same feature which is apple watch is a good health you know 
sensor thing and let you know if, if something's rough. Yeah, and and oh, last thing in the, in the watch, I swear. Uh, we also talked about the real time altitude meter. It was like again, like how useful is this? And we oh, we even kind of had something very similar, but it was interesting to see that they even in the video that they announced, you know, the the person climbing the I don't know what that was somewhere in California, um, like at the top, then this person does the uh, blood um, oxygen, r- you know, reading, and it says like it uses the altitude meter to adjust and calibrate your blood oxygen levels. So if you are, you know, very high mm-hmm. place, um, you're going to have less oxygen. So it kind of knows that. So, you know, not to freak you out. Uh, yeah. And lastly, you remember that, that ad, the, you know, it already does that ad. <laughs> yeah. I asked, like, I wonder who the person, you know, the narrator was, cause it sounded familiar. Oh, and yeah. I looked it up. And uh turns out is uh I don't know if I'm gonna pronounce this name correctly. Helena Bowen Carter. You know her. Um mm. from uh from uh, Harry Potter and uh you know Fight Club and you know the actor. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I do know her. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. What's the what's the name of the character she was playing in Harry Potter? Uh <laughs> cute a million uh, listeners writing to us <laughs> right this instant. <laughs> She. I'm definitely not googling this because uh, I want to get it yeah, right. Try to find it. <laughs> Bellatrix, that's strange. There you go. Bellatrix, <laughs> there you go. Nice. This was she on? Uh, Sweetie Todd. She did Dark Shadows. Alice in Wonderland. Of course, she's married to uh, Tim Burton, uh, or was, or um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 I think that's it for follow-up. Oh, I have a thing here. So we also mentioned, uh, we were talking about watch faces in, you know, the, the new time zone watch face thing. And yeah. I said, I don't know how to read this. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't. You know, granted, I didn't try. Um, I didn't make an effort to learn. But do, do you do you know how to read this yet? Well, so I think, yeah. So, so first I thought when I saw it in the video, I thought, oh, this looks cool. But then when I, as soon as I tried it, I was like, but wait a minute, I feel like this is not what I saw in the video. And then I went back and it's, what you see in the video with the different time zones is actually the setup screen where you select like what the other time zone that you want is. Um, so basically my understanding is that the red line shows you the hour in the time zone that you've selected. Oh, there's a number there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Now I get it. So I just checked in, you know, Eastern to know what. So I'm gonna try to guess what time it is in uh, over there. It's uh, it's a uh, well, almost five <laughs> mm-hmm. quarter. Yeah. Five. Oh, okay. Okay. I need, See, we need I a watch face like a this. a little number that says like it's almost five. <laughs> That's literally what it tells you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you do have the minutes there because the minute doesn't change. Yeah. Uh, or does it? I don't think so. Uh, remember that that video of uh, the guy in you know, the YouTube clip uh, talking about why time zones in programming is like a nightmare? Remember that? I, I don't know if video. I remember a video about it, but yeah, I've definitely seen presentations about that before. Because you think like, oh, okay, there's a couple time zones, and they don't know they all shift a couple of hours, but then it's like actually this one country, even though it's in the right like <laughs> in this one time zone, but it decided 
that actually it's in a different time zone, so cool, we can't go geographically. <laughs> and then actually this one country every two years changes a couple minutes. You know, there's like so many edge <laughs> yeah. cases. Yeah, exactly. Um, I wonder if this watch face uh, covers all of those. Probably not. Well, I feel like it's a it's a grand Apple tradition to always have something screw up when we change the, the time every year. Like That's for many, true. many years, it was like every time like, oh, like people in Australia didn't wake up this morning because there was a bug or something. Throwback. So, that is true. So, yeah, yeah I it wouldn't was be always something with alarm clocks. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like we haven't heard these stories recently. So I guess they have it figured out now. Yeah. So anyways, um, that use face, that, that use face, that watch face, pretty useless <laughs> now mm. that... Like I, like I feel like it's more complicated for me to tell <laughs> what time it is in another country than any other <laughs> face. Like just just include the time, like you know. Well, easy. okay, I don't know. So you know, from someone who, for uh, you know, for a long time and still today to some extent, but it was definitely less less extent. I I it's important to me to be aware of uh, other time zones, usually West Coast, but also you know East Coast, whatever. Uh, like right now, you know, you always say, oh, I can record it at 4.30. And I'm like, bah, 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 I don't know what that <laughs> means. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I usually have, like I've looked at a lot of solutions to just figure this very common uh, problem. And like I have a couple solutions on my Mac. I have a couple solutions, you know, like Fantastical does a great job at this. And with, you know, distributed remote working being more and more popular, I think I, I feel like more and more apps are aware of this and try to, you know, address this. Um, but on the watch so far, what I've, what I've been using is one of the small circular complications. You can add, um, another clock effectively, and you can pick from a couple cities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think cities you set on your clock app on your iPhone or something. But so anyway, I always had a San Francisco complication there just so i'm aware uh what time is it over there and it's like it's a very small yeah the world's tiniest little analog clock, <laughs> clock. yeah which is oh, so useless yeah i just want to so, just, just write the time like just write it like the the old watch face used to do that the what's just the name write it. the is it uh which is one? it utility the modular or modular yeah so they remade it, right? Like when they introduced the, the right. new display. So the old one shows you exactly what you want. And I have gone back to that watch face in those Ooh. instances where it'll just show like, it'll me. show like a little SF and then it'll write you like a digital format what the time is. Uh-huh. I'm like, yes, this is what I want. I want that option in every watch face complication ever. Pro tip. You heard it here, folks. I'd be curious to hear from people who can actually read the time in a timely manner <laughs> on these like uh, analog clocks. Like, do you like <laughs> these watch faces? Like, can you actually? Are you actually like looking at this chronograph face and like, oh yeah, of course, yeah, this all makes sense to me. <laughs> from someone who, at some point in my life, was pretty comfortable reading an analog clock, I had it was never an, an issue for me. Um, and you know, it was like, if you wanted to buy a watch, uh, it's not like you could, you know, change it, you know, uh, today I wanted analog and tomorrow I wanted right. digital or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like you would have to commit to your decision. And if you were to buy a watch and again, this is like back in, I don't even know, like, I don't know, not even high school, but like primary school, whatever. When I was uh, just a innocent, sweet child, um, 
Like all of the digital clocks were usually pretty nerdy and pretty like just sporty and pretty bad. But I remember I had like a weird like it looked like it would melt <laughs> like like it was melted uh, Nike watch. Do you remember this? No. Does this bring any bells to you? What is this? Okay, you have Maybe to melted is not the right word. <laughs> but if it was like weird, like it was not straight. <laughs> it felt like you left the watch in your car during a hot summer day and when you got back it was like kind of bended, i'm imagining bent. what's the name what's the name of that painting do you know the painting uh, with that like that like clock? The, the scream oh the clock yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. that's that's what i imagine in my head <laughs> let's see nike i'm gonna google old nike watch oh damn this is not gonna work <laughs> from the 2000s oh wait actually i'm close uh there you go i found a okay find a terrible image but so the name of the melted clock painting <laughs> is the persistence of memory <laughs> did you uh google melted clock painting yes <laughs> <laughs> and i got it right away <laughs> it seems like i'm not the only one i love google <laughs> <laughs> here uh look at this image this is like og probably one of the first nike watches wait how is this supposed to be melted <laughs> Dude, you don't get it. Because <laughs> it looked like it was like sideways. Wait. I think I had one of these watches. Really? So like the top part of the band and the bottom mm-hmm. part, they did not align, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. And that's why. I it was very it was trendy. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> cool. Then I was a Well, cookie. actually, I don't know at the time. I didn't know any better. But. I remember that it was it was waterproof. It was like, damn, this is the yeah. shit. I remember like waterproof was like... Didn't they say like feature. shock resistant or something like that too? Damn. it's It was so cool. I felt so cool. and had like a couple buttons for like stopwatch mm-hmm. features and stuff. Anyway, where was I going with this? Oh, okay. So back then, I would commit to a watch. And usually if you wanted a digital clock, a digital watch... You know, you you would go on the sportsy, you know, not not cool, elegant watch. So I had a lot of not that I was looking for a cool, elegant watch as a child, <laughs> but I had a lot of you know analog watches, and it was fine. Um, so coming from someone who at some point was super comfortable reading the time on one of those watches, like today, I feel like even if I was that comfortable, it it will never be as accurate, right? Like, <laughs> does that make sense? Like right now, it's ten fifty three. If I were to read that in a you know analog clock, maybe it would go like you know it's ten fifty or something. Um, we're not as precise, I don't think. Maybe I was never able to to be that precise. So it feels like you're always also not just a time thing that it takes more effort. You're also you know losing some precision. I, mm. I feel like. Um, and at what cost, Kevin? At what cost? <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> it looks better, I guess. Question mark? Yeah, I guess so. No, it totally does. Yeah, it totally does. But, Especially that, that, that typeface one. But I feel like surely there's got to be more things we can do, like more ways that we can have digital time. <laughs> like Apple seems, I mean, I think they're doing like a, an okay job, generally speaking, like at the watch faces. Mm-hmm. But I would, I would love if one year someone says like, okay, look, guys, no more analog faces this year, <laughs> all digital. Like you, you have to find some new ideas for digital watch faces. And, uh, you know, to be fair, a digital, uh, assuming that what defines a digital uh, clock is you have numbers, right? Like mm. dynamic numbers. And I guess with analog, we always think about, you know, just the, you know, the, what do you call it, the hands? Mm-hmm. What do you call those? <laughs> Whatever. Can you tell that we're so not qualified to talk about this? But I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if there's like a third way. Like, can you 
communicate time without either like a circular thing with 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 hands uh um, or even like no, but not using actual numbers like is there any other ui cool little thing that you could come up with of course there is um, of course it's got, it's got to be right um but uh, do you know i i know i can think of at least one it's not very practical but <laughs> but an hourglass is <laughs> one solution oh my <laughs> That's like the least precise way. <laughs> well, you but know, yeah, yeah. You try so, to gauge you know the, like, oh, it's about halfway through. <laughs> so, you know the the like the 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 watch face uh, with the fire and the smoke in the water. It's like do that, but then you know it'll fill yeah. only a portion of the screen. And yeah, <laughs> what time is it? We're like halfway. <laughs> Or just the 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 solar one that shows you like where the 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 sun is in the sky. Mm. Like, oh, Damn, that'd be a nightmare, especially because it keeps changing. Especially, yeah, year. especially around this time of yeah. year. Oof. Okay, uh, we should we should talk about other things, uh, not follow up things. But before we do, why don't you tell us about our sponsor for this? Week? <laughs> We're such pros. <laughs> Once again, we are so lucky to have Webflow, you know, come back to sponsor layout. And so, if you haven't at this point, if you still haven't tried, looked at Webflow, well, let me tell you what it is. Webflow gives you the power of code in a visual interface, allowing you to directly build whatever you have in mind without engineers. Webflow's whole thesis is that people should have the power of code without having to write it. We've all spent years, you know, if you're listening to this, you're probably a designer or, you know, <laughs> probably heard of figma so we've 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 spent years learning visual design software like figma or sketch or photoshop but uh none of these tools actually output production code so webflow takes that next step by bringing the power of html css and javascript into a visual interface so designers can build completely custom designs without worrying about writing code it's built on HTML and CSS fundamentals, which means that you don't have to worry about Webflow generating, you know, kind of weird and messy code as a lot of these tools do. Uh, it generates clean, semantic, and developer-friendly code. From creative agencies like IDEO and Remotion to design-led startups like Lattice and Petal, Webflow gives designers the power to build whatever they have in mind. If you can design it, you can build it with Webflow. That's like their tagline. It's, uh, you know, quotation marks. Webflow's rich interactions and animations toolset allows you to bring your design to life with advanced features like parallax scrolling, uh, motion triggers, custom keyframes, and even After Effects-based animations. You can even use Webflow for prototyping and user testing. The best part is that because Webflow is super powerful, your prototypes can include interactive details like hover animations and responsive layout changes and a lot more details that can make your testing even more realistic. So, what do you do if you want to sign up? Go to webflow.com. I feel like that's a great place to start. Look at all their examples. Uh, and uh, when you're ready to, to, to sign up for an annual plan, enter code LAYOUT at checkout for 10% off their annual plan for any new account. And like I said last week, I'm going to say it again, uh, I encourage everyone to go to webflow.com slash discover and look at the amazing stuff that some of the some people are building with Webflow. It's, you know, because I feel like my, my mind can go like, cool, a really cool, powerful visual design tool that can output 
you know, production ready websites. That's cool. But then I see like it goes way beyond what you are probably thinking when you think of websites, like a static, you know, landing page. Like, no, people can build crazy stuff with Webflow. So again, webflow.com slash discovered. That's a good place to start as well. Uh, and uh, don't forget, um, layout the code at checkout for 10% off. I thanks to Webflow for sponsoring layout once again. Boom. Hey man, I, I I know I said uh, that uh, we're 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 done with follow up, but like I did get my watch. I don't know if they're like, is there anything anything you you want to ask or that I I don't know that you're curious about or not really. We kind of covered it. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh oh okay okay wait wait. I, I've never I've never felt like an Apple product has been like l- less interesting to me <laughs> than this Apple Watch, but. Um, yeah, I do have a thing though. It's like it's like a PSA kind of. Um, I did get I did get the braided loop right, and uh, during checkout again, I was in that hurry of like, don't miss the the shipment window. You know, don't you just quick quick. Um, so I saw the instructions to pick your size, and one of the thing I know a lot of people are like printing this thing and then checking the measurements with the, like a credit card and then but like who has a printer? I don't know how these people are printing things. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you're a tech company you should be using ar oh, i know oh Come i on. know <laughs> yes god missed opportunity um but but you know i i just i just picked a measuring tape because i have that and i measured my wrist and then you put in you know how many you know millimeters or whatever is your 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 wrist and uh it said seven i'm a number seven apparently and so i got the band today because it shipped a couple days after the watch i got the band today and uh it's a bit loose so you know i I would say (gasps) i'm loose (laughs) i would say if you're if you're uh interested in buying one and you haven't already and maybe you for some reason you know your local apple apple store is really not you can't really try them Maybe go with a one size small, you know, because um, like you want, that's another thing with Series 6. I am using my watch a little bit tighter than I usually uh, do because uh, the blood oxygen reader sensor is pretty finicky. Like it needs it to be kind of, you know, snuggle. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just saying, PSA. So I'm going to have to return this thing. Hmm. So how do you like it? Would you see yourself switching over to the that band full time? Assuming it would be like the right size. So you. you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna hold uh, hold judgment on that. Like I I really need to use it for a couple of days because like it felt mm. comfortable. It also felt pretty annoying to take it out and not like it, it. I had to stretch it more than I kind of felt comfortable doing. Right. Um, it was super tight, so it's not as easy as it I maybe thought it would be to take it off and, and put it on. So I'll I'll let me let, let me let me use it for a couple of days and I'll come back to you. But it felt good. It felt comfortable uh, once cool. when, once you Fair put enough. it off. Yeah, I, I, I saw a friend that bought it um, this weekend. And so he was like, we were at a distance, but he let me try it on. Just threw the watch. Um, and yeah. and I, I, before, I try, before I tried it on, I asked him, so like, what do you, what do you think about it? I was like, oh, it's just great. And I was like, oh, and how about like, you know, putting it on and off? Um, no problem. You know, it's great. I love it. It's so much better than the other one. Like, and putting on and on uh, off like no big deal you know i like it um and so he passes, <laughs> passes me his watch and then i put it on once and i'm like nope <laughs> i 
I was like, I hate this. I hate every part of this. So I was like, wow. this is not for me. I didn't tell him. I thought, oh, cool. Oh, my God. Uh, sorry if you're learning this here, but this is cool. If you, if you like it, then that's great. But I know it is, this is not for me. And I was like anticipating that I like I, I that was my first thought is like I'm not sure if I will like putting it on and off and it turns out yeah nope <laughs> do not like that fair enough so, fair enough yeah so anything else that's interesting about your watch uh, or does mine already do everything it does <laughs> it already does that no <laughs> I, I gotta say because this is my first uh, watch with the with the always on display. Oh, it, true, yeah. It takes some getting used to in a weird way. Because hmm. it felt like it does a couple of things. Like, it's, it doesn't just dim the interface. It it also, like, you know, if it was a CSS thing, it would do transform scale 0.9. Like, it does a scale down thing, which is kind of weird. Mm. So there's, like, this weird animation transition when, when you, you know, wake it up, I guess. Uh, and then if it goes to sleep, quote-unquote sleep, uh, when you have an app open, so you you know you're not looking at the watch face. Let's say that even a notification, like you you know you look at a notification because it buzzed, and you see the notification. Once you you know lower your wrist, it goes to that dimmed state, but it doesn't go back to the watch face. So it just blurs the view in this case the notification view and just adds a little like digital clock thing on top. Mm. It's like weird. So it's not bad in any way. Like it takes some getting used to because like. Because I, I, a lot of times look at my wrist and I'm like, whoa, what's happening? Like, what is this? What is this mode? Interesting. <laughs> so okay. It was it was interesting, and I think the the haptic uh, motor is like, I don't know, ten percent stronger. Could it be? Like, maybe it's just you know Safari being snappier. <laughs> no, <laughs> like I mean, I, it's probably just getting a fresh one. The, the, yeah, probably true. Probably true. So don't you know? It's not noticeable enough for me to make a claim that yep, better the motor but just it, I don't yeah know. i wouldn't be surprised that it gets weaker over time mm-hmm. yep that's so, it interesting boring, yeah boring i'm still upgrade. holding out hope that next generation of the apple watch will have like a true always on display that will be the same display as it is so fingers crossed for that hopefully there's enough battery in the watch to allow for this um oh and one more thing so actually more follow-up on the apple watch i was very sad that um my beloved space black Mm. yeah i think they call it space black stainless steel model was discontinued and instead they had a graphite one and i was kind of like asking around trying to like get people to send me pictures and it actually looks really good i think i'd be i'd be satisfied with a graphite watch um the best way i found people describe it is it's a comparison between dark vader and phasma <laughs> so like phasma is graphite so shiny and, yeah so it's very shiny the oh, new one. Okay. so it, it's Oof. like a darker uh stain like the silver stainless steel one i don't think i would be a fan of that okay so but i like it it's nice it looks nice cool from the pictures i've seen so Cool, I'm okay cool. with the change. <laughs> Why don't we talk about the iOS, you know, the home screen customization with the zoomers, which I think like can be interesting. Um, and I'll put this on the after show. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what is the zoomers? <laughs> I don't 
forget what you're talking uh, Gen about. Gen Z. Oh, okay, okay, got it, got it, got it, got it. <laughs> oh God, okay. For, Actually, for a second, I thought this. this is this is how Zoom users call themselves. <laughs> like I'm a Zoomer, you know. <laughs> oh, now I need to find a way to edit this in. Hey, listener, you're listening to this. It makes no sense. I just decided that I wanted to put this in. Um, yeah, no, we were talking uh, off off the air. Not really. Jesus, editing. Ugh, this is all fake. This is fake. Um, we were talking about uh, the iOS 14, the new customization thing that happened. Like, holy smokes. I did not see this coming. <laughs> I, you know, I've been on the beta for a long time. I was using widgets. Uh, I feel like it's my duty to remind people that this ability to add custom uh, icons to like launchers for apps, this is not new on iOS 14. This has been around, I feel like, at least 13. This is just using shortcuts with a custom icon. So it's not like now with iOS 14, people were able to finally, you know, create custom icons. No, it's just, I guess they just figure it out now. <laughs> and, you know, paired with the widgets, I guess the widgets were like, open the floodgates of like, hey, here's an opportunity to rethink, you know, customizing your home screen because there's another tool to customization. And people are like, all right, I'm going to take that and I'm going to go way <laughs> further. I'm going to push this way further. And so I've seen the Zoomers, uh, the Gen X mostly, uh, coming up with, you know, crazy crea- creative ways to make your iPhone definitely not look like an iPhone, you know, your home screen. Um, I'm incredibly happy for David Smith, you know, underscore, because <laughs> uh, f- he he made this app. He launched this app called Widget Smith, which is pretty much like a port of WatchSmith which has been on the App Store since last year. Uh, and it's like uh, build your own watch complications or now widgets. Uh, so in the app, uh, David offers a bunch of like things you can add, like data. So you can say, I want a date. I want just text. I want an image. I want whatever. And then you have some sort of customization tool. So you can change the font. You can change the background color and stuff like that. In boy... Did he hit jackpot with this one? I'm I'm happy for him, yeah. but like I did not see this coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the elephant in the room here, and I why I feel like, well, I want to talk to you about is was this a terrible mistake? Because <laughs> surely you know someone inside Apple is thinking that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Because oh no, the reason why Apple never allowed you to create custom icons and change the font and stuff is because. They want to have some sort of control over the look and feel of iOS. And I feel like this has gotten out of hand. And holy moly, like a lot. We're like, we're like one step away from people changing their default font to make yeah. sense. <laughs> I can't like, do you, have you also seen like all of these screenshots of Android phones since forever? It's not new, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. since way back, yeah, Galaxy S2 and where they changed the comic font, uh, comic sans and the, the system font. And you see all the messages with like just weird fonts and like ah i was never i was never jealous of that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um, yeah i feel like but you know complain all you want but (laughs) when i was when i was younger i had a windows pc where i literally customized every single icon to make it look like a mac (laughs) you know so who am i to say anything about this Um, fair enough 
Like, yeah, I think it's people, people want to express themselves, right? Like this is, this is an example of, hey, my phone is an extension of me. And so any ways that people can find to make it look prettier to them, they're going to take it. And spoiler alert, the super popular. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see how Apple responds to this, if they embrace this or they, I don't know. I think they can either like keep basically keep what we have and just like never improve it. <laughs> they can make it worse in some major way to massively discourage people from doing that or they can make it better. Like there's almost like these these three paths and I'm not sure which way they would go. If it was a purely you know aesthetic thing, like it it just looks different and Giving, like, what do you have to go through to make this happen? Like, if you want to change, like, you know, I don't, I don't know how many icons is, like, in one home screen, in one page. But, you know, if you want to change 20 icons, um, damn, that's, like, a lot of work. You have to create a, <laughs> a shortcut for each. And navigating and creating shortcuts is not, like, super fast and straightforward. You have to create one for each. And then you have to get a photo somewhere of a, the icon. And then you have to go and change the, the custom icon. And then you have to pick the photo. And then you have to go and crop. And then you have to hit select and have save. And, you know, I like, because of the friction that there is in order to make this happen, uh, like, I'm confident that, like, it's fine. Like, if you want to go through the trouble, sure, go for it. But because of, like, the friction, this will not go mainstream. It's not like, you know, Facebook is worried that they're going to lose control of their brand if people can change the icon. Like, I don't think that will ever happen. I feel like this might sound like it's going mainstream, but it's not really significant. I don't think there will ever be, you know, significant... Uh, you know, number of users doing this to 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 be a to there be any trouble, but here's the thing that I think like is probably more concerning to Apple. Have you ever tried? Have you have you tried doing this? No, I haven't. But okay. I know like you kind of have to do a round trip through shortcuts before exactly. it opens the app, right? Yeah, and that lag is. I think the whole experience of using your phone, especially if like all of your icons. You have to, so effectively every app you have to go through this thing in where, again, if you're tapping on a custom icon like Kevin said, um, you're not going to open the app. You're going to open shortcuts. There's like a couple seconds delay, and then it's going to open the app. So it's like boop boop for every, you know, app launch. It's crazy. Like I I saw on Reddit uh, the screenshot of effectively someone made a replica of iOS six, you know, mm-hmm. but yeah. on modern iPhone. With you know the the new you know a modern pixel density screens and stuff, it looked really good. Like it looked really good in a way that like I wouldn't probably not use it you know like uh, full time, but like I would yeah I would love to to try that. Let me see how it feels. Like pff, forget it. I did that like for two icons. I'm like I'm out. This is God. I don't have the time to <laughs> to go through this. Um, so yeah. I, so pretty much all the you know all the folks that have gone through great length to customize their home screen like the experience of using their phone is garbage (laughs) and i think that's probably if i were apple that that would be the most concerning thing and if i wanted to fix this i would either shut it down completely which will anger a lot of people um 
or I would make the whole experience better, but then it would, you know, be an incentive for people to keep doing it. So I don't, I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, and I, I almost feel like the best case scenario for Apple is for people to get bored of doing this <laughs> and be like, okay, you know, I know I've done this for a month, but like, I can't have like a five second delay every time I open an app. Um, yeah, I think they could try to do something that doesn't, removes this functionality but that increases the friction a little bit like (laughs) they could go in the other way which is basically like when it opens the shortcut app to show a dialogue that says shortcut (laughs) wants to open facebook right this this would just like be a tiny little move from apple to just be like hey we we really don't want people to be doing this for every icon (laughs) And, and without having to totally ban it they can like severely reduce how useful this is. And then I think it'll be interesting. Like, is there going to be riot riots on TikTok about this? Like <laughs> who knows? TikTok riots. My, yeah, my, my feeling is it's probably still, you know, as, as much as it's like the trend right now, it's still probably small enough that, you know, people would get used to it and they'll deal with it. It's actually fascinating. I find that, Someone who makes these apps for nerds, let's face it, like pretty much yeah. all of his other apps are like very nerdy and they're also not known for their great sense of design God, are so... now being discovered by a massive amount of people. And the one thing they use it for is design. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> remarkable. Um but it's like, hey, you know, and, and I've been seeing those uh, those home screens. I can't say that they look bad. Like, it's not necessarily my style, but they have an aesthetic to them. Like, I don't it's think it, they look horrible. It's creative. They, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get notes about this. But <laughs> I feel like it still looks better than <laughs> most Android phones. Ooh. <laughs> but like, yeah. I don't know what's wrong with with the app. The app's it's fine. I I am curious though. Like, I, if I had one question for uh, David Smith, I'd be like, "Why did you make the text so big, <laughs> Widget Smith?" Because it's yeah, it's the same style <laughs> as um, this so massive for Smith. everything. This giant text for some reason. So uh, so are you gonna customize your home screen now? Well, a little bit, I think, but I'm not replacing the app icons. That's for sure. Okay, okay, uh, question, question. Mm-hmm. If you had the ability to create custom icons and, and like, you know, upload a, an icon file. So you could use Sketch or Figma or whatever. You would design your own icons and that was a very mm-hmm. easy way to just swap the asset. And so there's no shortcuts, you know, round trip. There's nothing. It's just literally changing the icons. Mm-hmm. Um, would you change the icons for any app? Like, would that be a thing that you would look out for and, like, maybe do for, for a couple like icons? I'm not sure that I would make my own, m- maybe for some of them. But I think what would probably happen is I would end up using uh, Louis Mantia's <laughs> set that he would inevitably release. <laughs> so I saw I saw he uh, posted on Twitter, like, a, a screenshot of a Safari app icon that he made. I was like, oh, that looks so good. I would love that yeah. icon. <laughs> so, With the blue background. Yeah, yeah I saw maybe. that. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. We'll have a link in the show notes. Because, so, yeah, you know, well, one can say, 
you can do that on Mac OS, and, is, and mm-hmm. most people don't, right? And, and yeah, well, every short... time you update the app, they, like, go away and stuff. Right. Like, it's kind of a pain. Ah, but still, you know. We used to have Candy Bar. <laughs> yeah. I never I actually to, used it. I though. used to do it for some apps. Before my time. Well, not really, but <laughs> I never really got into it. But, yeah, I mean, I cool. feel like part of this, some of this has to come back with Big Sur on the Mac. Mm. Because... I I will not tolerate an app to not have a rounded border or rounded corners on the icon. Like, you know, when you have that like dock with like they're all neat, all matching and everything. <laughs> yeah. And then you've got the one app that just never see? updated to the new style. Okay. I would totally see myself, you know, <laughs> take the matters into my own hands and <laughs> create my own version. Okay. Here's a kind of argument, though. Not not kind of argument. Not 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 that I am saying that developers shouldn't adopt this stuff. But what's going to happen is you're going to update your computer to Big Sur, and after the update, and assuming that no you know third party developer updates their uh, icon, um, you're going to look at your dock, and it's not that like it's very neatly you know aligned, and then there's this one app totally ruining the the grid. No, it's probably like most apps are random, you know. Like I'm looking at my dock, and there's probably as many circles than there is, you know, just the the squircled one. Um, not true, but just saying that, like, if you have one or two that are not adopting the style, they it's like a you know, yeah, they kind of stand out, uh, and the whole OS yeah, is shaming. But it. it's like, look, you know that Sketch will update, Things will update, Nova will update, Tweetbot will update. So, like, what I have left is Figma is already there. Yeah. So that's good. <laughs> um, Slack, which probably wouldn't be that hard because it's just against a white background. Um, and what else? Yeah, there's Notion, there's Chrome. Uh, I feel like Chrome yeah, is going to hold Notion on or Chrome, hold off on that. Yeah, you know. Chrome's going to take forever. It's going to be annoying. Yeah, anyway. Yep. When, when do you so, think we're going to get a... Oh, and hand mirror. Pff, forget that. They will never be updated. <laughs> I just know. Um, hand mirror will never update. <laughs> when do you think they're shipping the, the big sort of thing? Because right now, like, if you're trying to you know, write uh, any Mac app right now and you're on the big sort beta, what a nightmare. All this Xcode stuff is out of whack, out of sync. The GM is not the GM. The beta 6 is actually uh, you know, after the GM. It's, it's a mess. I'm just like, you know what? I'm not touching anything. Like I'm not writing code. I'm I'm just I'll wait for the GM and then I'll I'll try to hit the deadline. Uh we'll see. Well, yeah. What do you think they're what do you think they're holding on on? I have no well, I'm guessing it's still very buggy. <laughs> and I mm. saw uh, Sam Sophis's tweet saying like in the la- last update they uh increased the contrast on a whole bunch of stuff. So, I don't know. I saw one screenshot and it was like, I can finally see which tab is selected <laughs> in Safari. And I was like, great. <laughs> um, so, I'm guessing it's just not done yet. Yeah, I guess so. Should we do recommendations? Yeah, let's go for it. I have two recommendations this week. Oh, cool. All right, go ahead because I'm, I'm still uh, scram- scrambling. Cool. <laughs> it's, it's funny because I always think of my recommendations last minute. So, <laughs> never in the actual document. Um, so, I have two mask recommendations. Because I'm still, you know, on my quest to find the perfect mask. And so I have two masks to recommend this week. So one of them is from Wear. It's W-A-Y-R-E. 
and it's this uh, adult high-tech washable mask. <laughs> it's black. It's what I like is it's very it feels very breathable. Like it's it's not super thick. Um it's adjustable so you can actually like tie the the loops around your ears. Um and I'm not going to do a good job at explaining it. Just go w- see the website, but they have this whole thing about how like there's all these layers of this like magical fabric that should filter out 99% of particles. Um and how it's just like great <laughs> for that kind of stuff. So um I personally really like it. I'd I'd say like there's one little thing in my model. I don't think it's necessarily for everyone, but the little pinchy thing around your nose yeah. like sticks out a little bit on one end. Um and like I'm able to kind of like push it back, but it has a tendency to kind of like want to come out, but other than that, like I've just been finding myself wearing this mask a lot. <laughs> you know, we I think we've talked about this before, like it's it's kind of like which masks do you gravitate towards like when you have a bunch and you're like oh like which one i pick like i often go and grab this one um so yeah i think it's i think it's a good one um my second one is uh, a mask from a company in montreal it's called atelier b (laughs) so french language here but we'll have a, a link in the show notes and uh this is a linen mask it's a little bit thicker than this other one I just recommended, but the linen looks great. You can get, like, they have different types uh, or, or different fabrics. Um, I think it looks really cool. It's a l- little bit warmer, so as, you know, the season gets uh, gets cooler here, I can see myself wearing this mask a lot more. Uh, but overall, like, I've been really enjoying it. It's, it's great, and it has all of kind of the features, like the bendy nose, the the little like accordion style thing <laughs> it's easy to wash there's like a pocket so you can add a filter if you want to so yeah it's pretty great i went to the apple store uh, last week um and it was the, the first day that their employees were they, that they got the new apple mask <laughs> and i tried so hard to like see if they could give me one <laughs> <laughs> nice but you, you've actually tried it well you know as subtly as I felt comfortable, it was like I asked three different because usually they're super nice, right? And like I don't <laughs> know how like, many. I asked subtly, but then asked three people. <laughs> I asked, I mean, but they didn't know that I asked the other ones, right? <laughs> I, I think I was pretty, you know, sly. Like it was pretty, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, but no, they did. <laughs> no one gave me one. Yeah. But they looked cool. Uh, yeah. So I asked around on on twitter because i've been seeing uh, i think it's the kind of thing where like you learn about something and then you see it everywhere mm-hmm. so ever since i've seen this mask that apple made i've been seeing a bunch of people around like in montreal wearing a mask that looks almost exactly like it mm-hmm. does um so it's like what is this so apparently this is like a well-known kind of like mask shape <laughs> it's a um Wait, I have it somewhere. KF94. So I I ordered one on Amazon. <laughs> it was actually a little bit hard to find the right one, but uh, I ordered one to try it. I don't know if this shape is better or worse somehow. So, yeah, very curious to see how that'll go. But, yeah, definitely, like, I would love if Apple sold them. <laughs> like, 
I would definitely buy some. <laughs> they look so cool. And they have like a whole like packaging experience and everything. Like it's just looks really awesome. Uh all right. My recommendation, super last minute. Um my recommendation is a Figma plugin that I Ooh. so hope that I never recommended it uh, before. Um it's it's called Autoflow. Have you heard of this? No, I don't think so. So a lot of times I just want to draw a, a, an arrow between two frames, right? Maybe I literally just want to have like a wireframe or something, you know, explaining design or like add annotations and something. Um, and Autoflow was was always my uh, plug-in of choice. I also, also uh, used, what's the Matt Smith's uh, thing? I forget. Wasn't it Flow? About? flow flow kit yeah flow something flow, yeah something yeah also really really good but like i always gravitated towards autoflow because it's just easier to set up it's mm. literally you run the plugin and like select two uh two frames holding the shift key and you will add a uh, uh, an arrow connecting the two and it was it was pretty cool but i think even just today they've uh, the developers they shipped a new version and it's like incredible what they've accomplished here and, and uh, honestly like almost every day what you can do with the figma plugins it just keeps blowing my mind so in this case the the arrows will um like update their position if you move stuff around so you if you draw an arrow between two frames if you move the frames around the arrow oh, will wow. update to always you know connect the two um and it's huh. like smart even though like even if you have like an element in between you know where the arrow would be you know, drawing, I guess, mm-hmm. on top of something, it will be smart enough to try to avoid other frames. Oh, so create like a little snake path between things. It's incredible. Wow, and that's again, cool. Like, even though like all this stuff, what it can do is super cool, I cannot stress enough, like just the actual killer feature of this is how easy it is to create these arrows. Uh, <laughs> it's again, just selecting the two frames. That's it. Like it is, you know, you don't have to go find like a component and then you have arrow left or arrow right or you know like it's just so easy um i'm gonna put links in the show notes for this and also i'm gonna link to a twitter thread by the developer like going over the features of this new version um it's it's pretty spectacular this this plugin is great i feel like figma should just ship this feature (laughs) hashtag acquire autoflow yeah Cool. All right. Uh, that's it for the show. Again, ugh, I we, I keep trying to make this like you know shorter than an hour long, and I keep <laughs> feeling. Um, thanks for listening. Uh, check out uh, the show notes for this uh, episode on our website. That's layout.fm. Uh, you see how I changed the order? Uh, I didn't start with Twitter. I want to keep things fresh. Uh, <laughs> but you can do follow us on Twitter at layout.fm. I'm at Rafahari. Said that weird. I'm at Rafa Hari and Kevin is at Vernal Kick. And uh, we're part of the Spec FM network. So if you're looking for more stuff to listen to, uh, go check them out, uh, spec.fm. And uh, lastly, once again, huge, huge thanks to Webflow for uh, sponsoring Layout this episode. Boom. Goodbye, Kevin. Goodbye. I will get back to work on my app. <laughs> you better.
God. No, I think this is it. <laughs> um, just kidding. Actually, I, I'm really curious to, to talk to you about something. And I kind of want to not grill you on this, but maybe. <laughs> you tweeted something very interesting, uh, which uh, I don't have it in front of me. So I might get some of the details wrong. But you tweeted this uh, app, like this little thing that you put together for just for yourself. Um, you know, because your boyfriend was out of town, and you add like this—I forget what you call it—but I remember that I like the name. Uh, do it's called until until great name. Uh, so it was effectively uh, iOS 14 widget uh, with like a countdown of how many days until mm-hmm. something. Great. Even the and then the the actual app uh, I think was pretty clever and pretty simple, and like you can change the background to include a picture or something, and you give it the date right, and it will just count down from today to the date. And you're like, should should I release this? Or I don't even know if you actually asked that. But like, my question is, Kevin, we keep talking about like you telling me like, oh, uh, you're great at like coming with these ideas and like scoping it and actually shipping. And I think that's cool. Here's a perfect opportunity that you (laughs) gave yourself. Like a very small little project that has appeal to you know more than just yourself uh it's it felt like you know most of the development was already pretty advanced at least uh, you know it's done i don't want to call it like done because i know <laughs> there's always there's always some uh, things uh, that you still have to <laughs> you sound so much like a product manager right now <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> it's basically done i saw it it's fine <laughs> why don't we just ship it why are you not pursuing this? It's like a little thing that you can ship and get all that dopamine from shipping something. <laughs> well, <laughs> Explain we've this talked to about, me. We've talked about this, I think, for a while. Uh, I think just maybe I'm just realizing that the way I'm hooked up is I'm, I value the technical achievement more than I value the, the shipping of the thing somehow. Um, and maybe that's just like what I'm telling myself because it's been so long since I've like launched uh-huh. something. Um, but, uh, yeah, like the thing that was satisfying is like, oh yeah, like I managed to make this happen, you know, um, and shipping it, honestly, I was just assuming that nobody would be interested. <laughs> um, cause like there are plenty of apps that do countdowns and I, you know, wrote this <laughs> granted right before iOS 14 came out, but I still did it before it came out. Um, and since then, like, there's been countdown apps that have released their widgets. I don't think they're as nice as mine are, but I was just like, I don't know, like, is this really a thing that people do? Like, until now, this is never something I even, like, thought or considered doing um, as an app. So I asked, and yeah, I was really surprised. Like, got a lot of replies. I don't know. I'd say, I'd say a lot, but maybe, like, 20, which is, like, still, I feel, like, meaningful, and, like, lots of people telling me, like, different reasons and different things that they would put in their countdown, which is really interesting. I was like, oh, okay, like, interesting. So that made me actually want to, like, polish it up and actually release it. Like, whether I just do a test flight or uh, I actually put it in the store. <laughs> so, okay, all right, here's the question. I, I need your help, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> um, to scope this uh, okay. correctly. Because I think that's the challenge with this is I need to be wise about what features I include and what features I don't. Agreed. So, for example, someone asked on Twitter, 
so does, does the app include pictures of your boyfriend in it <laughs> and i was like yeah um that is the case right now right like all the images are just like built right into the bundle of the app so by all the images you mean one image no 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 so the images cycle through so one of the things that i realized like i started with one image and it kind of gets boring to just see like the same image with the countdown so something that i find actually fun is having multiple images and so i had it so that my uh, widget updates a different image every 15 minutes and there's basically like 10 images that it's cycling through which i think is really cool and kind of like makes your home screen feel fresh um so the question like there's so many ways i could go about that Mm -hmm. i could go hey you just literally pick a single image from your library and save that and whatever image you've set is set there's another route which is i take out the idea of custom images entirely and i'm like well everyone gets gradients and maybe you pick like the gradient you want or the color you know um or maybe I let, like, the the real ideal solution is you can either pick from a bunch of the presets or you can pick, like, create your own sort of album with a bunch of pictures and it'll, the app will cycle through these images. But then that's, like, one example of, like, a little, like, feature decision of, like, I can do very little or I can do a lot. If I do very little which is basically like just just default everyone to using the gradients. I could have something that I can ship earlier, but is that the app that I want to use? No, I've been using it with the pictures and I love it. And mm-hmm. I that's one of the reasons why I like the app is that I can do the pictures. And so like, do I make my app that I've made for me worse <laughs> because I want, I want to like have other people use it? No, I don't really want to do that. Um, any thoughts? Here's my here's my opinion. Yeah, I have thoughts. Yeah. Uh, I think you should offer three options. One, a single color because people are going crazy customizing their home screens. And <laughs> yeah, even the that. gradient is somehow like opinionated in a way. Yeah. So pick a single color because all the zoomers are, you know. Um, so pick a single color. Uh, you can add uh, the gradient. Um, like as, as as you know, still as an option. I don't know how much like customization of the gradient, like how feasible that is. Um, oh, it's just do. people can pick like the image. <laughs> okay, the gradient or is the image. <laughs> pick an album. So you you know you pick an album, and if the album has one picture, that's the one picture, and if it has more than one, it's gonna cycle through. And and honestly, don't even add like how long do you want. You know, to wait until it cycles through. Just oh no, 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 no! I was stick with the default. That. So I, I, I would say, you know, scope it down to that. Yeah, I mean, so I don't really want to add pick an album from your library, Why? because that requires me to get full um, photo library access, which is okay. like not great for iOS 14. And so Why? I, I would basically what I would want is people can select multiple images, basically. And then they just like import those into the app. You know what I mean? Why is uh, giving full access to the photo library a bad thing? Uh, two reasons. So privacy one, one in terms of uh, of privacy. Like basically, I don't want to have access to more than I need to. Like it's just but like you are not gonna 
you know, have access. It's not like you're uploading these things. No, no, no. But it's just generally like it doesn't feel great to like be asking for more than I need to. And then two, um, iOS actually makes this incredibly hard. Like they they push very strongly on you. Like apps can't like require um, access to the entire library. Hmm. It's like an entitlement that you might get. So then do I support like, okay, well, what if I don't get the full app access entitlement? And then now I have to have like some sort of screen that either says like, oh, sorry, this only this feature only works if you give the full access or I have a fallback, which means I have to support the importing individual pictures anyways. So like my mind is pretty set is like if I want to let people add pictures, I could like have a thing that lets them add literally just a single picture. And just it's a minor downgrade for me, but then I can like work on adding that like greater support yeah, okay. later, or I, I let I people pick there. multiple. Yeah, or I let people multi- pick multiple pictures and just save all of them. Like that's kind of, I like I feel like it's probably not that much harder. Yeah, like, it's some, just the the effort because again, like even tapping on the actual widget, it's going to open the setting screen, so it's going to be you know two taps away to pick a different picture if you want. Like it's fine as if you want. Okay, so here's another thing. So, <laughs> second big concern is um, not everyone's going to use the widget, I think. And maybe this is where, like, you have counter-argument and you're like, no, this is not a thing. But, so, like, I, I felt like this is a pretty weird app if you don't know that widgets exist. <laughs> so, can you imagine, like, people see this app in the store and it's literally like a screen to set up some sort of countdown that you literally cannot see anywhere. Now, it could have a lot of like uh, text and description that say like, oh, to actually be able to see this, then go to here and add the widget, then do this and do that. But that's kind of clunky. I feel like what people would expect and what like qualifies more as like a fully fledged app is I open the app. I set up my, you know, my event or, or whatever you call it. And then I save and then I can see the countdown in the app, right? So the app has, has essentially two screens. The default screen is showing you your countdown and then you can edit. And then that puts you in the edit mode where you tweak the settings. And then the the widget, it just comes in addition to that. I don't share... <laughs> I don't know. I have. A, I don't have a strong opinion about that. I feel like, yeah, it's kind of weird, you know, if you don't at all like mention the widget in this app because that's what people are going to see. They download the app and they open the app. Yeah. Um, actually, you do have to open the app before being able to add the widget. So I feel like, you know, the whole date 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 picker. I think you can collapse it right by default. Yep. Um, so I think maybe just use the the top part of the app with a preview of the widget. Which in itself is the countdown. Um, maybe you can add like I don't think you need to add instructions or like, how to add widgets. Like people can find out. <laughs> uh, like again, this is the most important thing here is for you to ship this. Uh, <laughs> it's not to make the best app possible. Like but I want you know, it to be the best app possible. <laughs> but if you do, if you if you chase that car, you will never ship this. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, so I think, sure, add a preview, which, you know, the, it's just reason code. Um, add a preview at the top thing with the options below. And you can start with a default uh, and 
That's it. Something that says like add this as a widget. Bruh. So so one thing I've done is I've already designed the screen <laughs> that shows like a full screen countdown in the app. Okay. Then then okay. But about. like you might be right. Like I could literally just like reuse the same code as the as the 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 widget and just have that preview and just have the entire thing be in the app. Like I'm not sure. This is where like, you know, you might be right. Like <laughs> And maybe maybe what I should do is like submit a test flight and have just kind of like the editing flow with the preview like that, and then like improve it after that. I um, think so. Yeah, like another. So one a third thing that I've been thinking of um, in my <laughs> mind. So I've made the choice. Like I don't want people to add more than one countdown yet, right? Because that's something that's... that basically everyone else does. Is like they. <clears throat> let you just like add however many countdowns you want look for um, just one thing in your life at a time <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> um look we're in 2020 there's not that many <laughs> things to look forward to okay <laughs> countdown until the end of 2020 <laughs> <laughs> see there you go um uh so i've decided i'm not doing that uh yeah mm-hmm. but one thing that everyone thinks of and the first the first user of this which is my boyfriend is like oh this this widget is great but wouldn't it be nicer if i could have it on my watch oh boy now that's version two sorry i'm like yeah you're right it would be nice if you could have it on your watch like this makes total sense and i'm pretty sure all the other ones do that like definitely having it as a competition as a you know a complication on your watch is definitely a you know basic feature that you'd ex- yeah. expect all the apps it's a have. great point one release that's awesome yeah but the, so okay you're right great point one except um how do i get the data over the watch and maybe this is where you know about watch west more than i do i was like do i have to use this watch connectivity bullshit stuff to like sync basically the event over the watch well, you just need to you just need to pass the the event like once, like hey, there's the timer. This is this is the data. You know, this is the date. This is whatever. All the actual computation then is done on the watch. Um, right. But how do you make sure that the watch receives your message? <laughs> Dude, this <laughs> like is the what worst. If, what if my watch is off when I set the date? Oh no, it's just like the actual app on the watch. When it wakes up, when you know it loads something, it will fetch okay. or something. Uh, so, it's not so like even even if the right watch, time. right? Even if the watch was off, yeah, I can trigger watch connectivity, and then the next time my watch is open and the app is open, it'll get that information. Yeah, you will probably save you know this data just local storage, whatever, in the iOS thing, and then on wake, the watch can just check, hey, is it still the same? Or if it doesn't have one, one date, just hey, what's the date? Um, it's awful, by the way. Like, it's not great, and I've 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 stayed away from this. You know, watch phone interconnectivity. I stay away from it as much as I can, and <laughs> and I've been pretty good at it. You know, in everything I wanted to build, I've been pretty good at avoiding it. The only thing that I could never escape is break break the safe. I do need to check for in-app purchases and stuff, and like what kind of settings someone has. Uh, but it's yeah, it's it's not great. But you know, but but it's totally doable, especially at, at this scale. Like yeah, 
Okay, but that's that's good because that's what I was worried about. That it'd be this this kind of thing where I'm like essentially sending a notification to the watch, and then what if the watch isn't there to catch it? Do I like have some bugs where the watch and the phone get out of sync at some point, which would be really bad? Because um, like otherwise, my idea was like, look, the ideal solution here would be to sync that information to the cloud. And I was like, well, I have this great sync engine. <laughs> But it's, it would be maybe a, a bit overkill for this thing. And actually, that might sound like a a better idea. But if the watch is connected to the phone, which is you know almost always, it will prioritize like all connections through the phone over like Wi-Fi. So if you're like, I'll sync it to the cloud, and then the watch will fetch it from the cloud. Actually, that's kind of hard to force. And sometimes it is more reliable, but because the watch is connected to the phone, like the watch will do everything you can to just talk to the phone and not to, you know, uh, to the internet by itself. Mm. Um, so even sometimes, like in some apps, I've heard stories of like, if you have your watch away from your phone, the syncing is way faster because it's the, the watch like fetching data, you know, by itself without talking to any phone. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's yeah that's it's, it's a nightmare but here this is super simple just save mm. it local storage and then just do a check on wake for the phone for on the watch to check uh on the phone for any changes it, that's pretty doable in, oh uh, wait so is it is watch connectivity like the watch asks the phone or the phone sends to the watch it's both it can be both uh okay got it Okay, anyways, um, I'm learning forward to some, some things this. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I will definitely uh, send you the test flight <laughs> when and if <laughs> I have one. I already have a joke ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, and if any of the listeners would like to test out my app, uh, let me know. Just, you know okay. how to reach me. <laughs> cool. So, Setting so expectations. We'll People will ask you for it. And if you don't deliver, they will, you know, call you out. Yeah, will get, get really mad. But I'm I'm telling you right away. There's like 80 percent I never released. <laughs> I know. I'm It'll just be trying a miracle to, if I, to lower if I that to like it. 70 or 60. I would be happy. That would be a, you know yeah. improvement. Yeah, but it's like hey. I'm making I'm making progress. Like it's not like I've made this and then I've like abandoned it already. Like I'm making some some changes every day. Like I re like my Swift UI views weren't like great before i kind of just like hacked them together and so Everyone now i like streamlined them like they're super awesome like <laughs> super reusable and super great um so that's done every day that passes you're most likely like you know you know least likely to to actually ship it so <laughs> all this is great rewriting your swift ui views and the, you know coming up with better you know features or way of doing this this is all great and i would like you to do it but I'm also conscious that, you know, time is running out. <laughs> and like you fair said, enough, you're like 80%. Enough. So we have 20 days. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, my boyfriend is back in 17 days. And then you're I not have, even going to have a use for the app. Yeah, exactly. I have I have like 17 days to finish that. <laughs> like yeah. after, after that, this app is, is dead. <laughs> it's like <laughs> no more development time. My God. This, for sure. So... Well, so that, I mean, unless unless I get users and like people are excited about it, and okay, send me that test flight happens, by the end of this week. I'm not even kidding, dude. You can do this. <laughs> All right, we'll see.